Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Downtown Harbor Church. I'm Adam. I'm the lead communicator here. I don't know about you guys, but the music, we've just been on fire here lately. They've just not been killing it. I'm back there like, you know, John, our executive director, is out of town today, so I was running the slides back there, and I'm sitting back there going, man, death was arrested, and my life began today. Like, whew, sorry, just getting a little fired up. You know, I'm excited to be here, week two of life-changing fiction, but before we kind of dive in there, I just want you to, um, just to I, want, I want to tell you just a little bit of a story that happened to me today, because I don't know if you're like me, um, you wake up and you're excited on a Sunday morning, my wife is actually at work today, she's at Broward General, she's a nurse, so she's over there, and I got new glasses yesterday, so I said to her yesterday, or this morning when I woke up, I said, hey, what do you think of my glasses? And she goes, what'd you get, ladies' frames? And I said... Late, I said, what are you talking about? I said, these are, this is, this is, these are hot. These are on fire. And she goes, they look like they're from the Gloria Vanderbilt collection. I said, so anyway, I, you know, my self-esteem took a little bit of a tick down, but I'm making it work day after day here. But we are smack dab in the middle of this four-week series, conversation, whatever you want to call it, called life-changing fiction. And what we're doing is we're taking a look at these things called stories, right? Stories are so powerful and they're so impactful kind of right where they're at because stories, what we don't understand about stories necessarily is that when we actually dive into them and when we have a second and we look at a story that it has the potential to change our life, even those stories that are fiction, stories that Jesus used when he walked the earth to prove a point. Stories that time and time again, should we allow it to resonate in our hearts and penetrate our hearts, that the stories that Jesus told can actually change our life from the inside out. And sure enough, these four weeks, we are actually stopping and taking a look at these things called parables that Jesus taught, right? Parables that Jesus used to prove a point when he taught here on the earth. So a lot of times we sit back and we look at the life of Jesus or we hear one of these stories and we kind of think, wow, that was real, that happened. Allow me to just clarify for you that these stories that Jesus told as he walked the earth were not true, right? They were fiction. It doesn't mean they didn't have a powerful truth inside of them, but that they were actually made up. And that's what we're talking about in this message series called Life Changing Fiction. And you want to know why I just truly believe at the end of the day, Jesus used stories to teach lessons, that Jesus used stories with the people of the time to help prove a point. Do you know why I believe that? I just believe that he did because he was very in touch with God the Father. And I just believe that he knew something very special about human beings, that we had this unique thing inside of us that allowed us to think differently and to care differently. And it was called an imagination. And the idea that God created your imagination, that you are a human being who can think and project and wonder about this amazing world. And if God created your imagination, then why wouldn't Jesus pray on that, that, that imagination? And why wouldn't he use these things called stories, these things called parables, to help give us a different idea of how we should act and what we should do? Because I just believe this. Over the course of time, you'll understand this, and you've probably experienced this already in your life. But stories over the course of, course of time do something to your life. They help shape something in your life. Stories shape perspective. 
When you hear stories, they help you care more. They help you see more. They probably help you hope more. It's this idea that when you hear a story, you get insight to something different, a world that is bigger than your own world. You might see someone differently or see a culture differently or see a situation differently because this story exists. And that, gang, at the end of the day is why I truly believe with all my heart, Jesus used stories to teach lessons and to make points. So that's what we're going to do as we go through this four-week conversation. We're going to look at some of the most powerful stories that he told. So let me just make a point here about today's message before we even dive in. And furthermore, I just want you to know I believe that this point is especially valid here in South Florida, right where we're at. Maybe you're new to the area. Maybe you've been here your entire life. Maybe you're going to be leaving the area soon. I don't know where you're at in your journey, but this is just something that I've seen and observed about people that I've encountered here in South Florida. So just stay with me for a second. A lot of you probably feel this way too. Many people think they're invincible. They think they're invincible, and it's easy to do that, right? Why? Because we're here in South Florida. A lot of us are probably maybe even in the same age range, right? We're kind of in that prime of their life, right? Many people think they're invincible. They're in their prime. Man, I'm down here with the beach and the money, and I know a bunch of people, and I should be swinging, right? I'm in my prime. People think they're invincible, unless you're one of our parking lot guys. Those guys aren't invincible, okay? But, and this is a common thought, amongst a lot of the people that I've known and that I've seen. In fact, I would be probably even guilty of this myself to go, you know what? Life's not going to you know, throw me a curveball. Things are going my way. I got everything that I want right in front of me. I'm lined up for success. Let's go. Let's roll. God's by my side. I got this. Kind of, a lot of us think that we're invincible. Now, this next thing that I'm going to put up is not to meant to be a depressant for this room. It's not meant to kind of sour the mood, but it's true and it's real. And we have to look at this right, right where it is and take it very seriously because a lot of us do think that we're invincible. But the truth is, the fact of the matter is, life is going to catch up with all of us. <laughs> Life is going to catch up with every single one of us. And even though we may not like it or we may not even want to face reality or dwell here, the truth is, the fact of the matter is, is that somebody's going to get sick, something's not going to go your way, a business deal's not going to go through, you're going to waste money here, a relationship's not going to work out. I don't know what's coming your way, but here's what I do know. Something's coming your way. And so the question is, if we kind of had this mindset that we're invincible, and the truth is, is that life's going to catch up with all of us. Life's going to stare us straight in the face. Here's the question. What do you do when it does? What do you do when it does? Because the truth is, is that a lot of us are not ready for it. The truth is, is that a lot of us kind of are going through life, and we think we're invinci invincible. We're swinging. And then life catches up with us. And when something doesn't go the way that we expect it to, something doesn't line up with our expectations for life, and everything kind of comes crashing down because our foundation is not solid. 
In fact, I don't know if you're like me in South Florida and you kind of like hurricanes. I don't know if you like hurricanes, but we are now in the middle of hurricane season. I kind of think hurricanes, as long as it's not tragic, right, kind of give us a couple of days off, which is not too bad, right? Not my wife. She has to report to the hospital for emergency duty. But I'm feeling like I get a couple of days off during a hurricane. Well, in the last number of years, we've had quite the number of storms roll through, not only our country, but South Florida specifically. We had a really active season last year. But one of the things that happened in 2012 was Hurricane Sandy kind of slammed into the East Coast. I was stuck in Europe at the time. I could not get to my layover at JFK in New York, so I was actually stuck in Rome. I know it sounds awful to be stuck in Rome, right? But I was actually stuck in Rome when Hurricane Sandy was bearing down. But one of the things that I did as I prepared for this message, and I knew we were going to talk about life and foundations, was I started to look and some of the damage that Hurricane Sandy did. And I wanted to show you a couple of pictures. Because these two houses that I'm about to put up were both hit by this same storm, right? So here's the first one. And these have to be real because they've been found on Google. So everything that you find on Google has to be true, okay? And this house was absolutely destroyed by Hurricane Sandy. And contrastly, I want to put up another picture of another house that was hit by the exact same storm. Now... Did you notice the difference in the picture? What is the difference? And it's right here. The difference is the foundation. The difference is it's how these houses were actually built and what happened to them when a storm rolled on through. The good news is, is that related to life-changing fiction and fiction that can change your life is that Jesus told a story about this exact scenario. In fact, if you have your Bible or scripture with you, you can go ahead and open it right now. We're going to be in the book of Matthew chapter 7 today. If you don't, that's totally cool. You can follow along on any mobile device or, as always, it will be on our screens here at Downton Harbor Church. Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. Here's what it says. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is what? Wise. Like a person. This is where, this, don't miss this. This is so key. Like a person who builds a house on what? Solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on what? Bedrock. He goes on. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a what? Mighty crash. Jesus basically says, hey, let's talk about houses for a second. Let's talk about how you build your house. You build it on rock? Great. When the storms come, not if the storms come, but when the storms come, you're going to have a solid foundation. If you build it on sand... When the storms come, not if the storms come, when the storms come, it's going to crash. But what I love about this parable and I love about this truth, as much as Jesus was talking about houses, it had absolutely nothing to do with houses. Jesus, Jesus as he taught this parable, this parable isn't about houses, it's about your life. It's about how you live day in and day out. It's about your being your dwelling here on this earth, it has nothing to do with houses. Jesus is using that as an example for all of us based on how we should go forward and how we should live. So 
I don't know if you're like me or not, and you have an opinion on sand, right? Let me, let's take a picture of the sand real quick. I don't know if you're like me and you, and you dislike sand because I absolutely hate sand. I don't even really like going to the beach very much. I'd rather go into the pool because I don't understand this. Sand, it just is everywhere. I go to the beach one time and it's everywhere. It's in my car. It never leaves. It's in crevices that I didn't even know I had on my body. Like sand is just everywhere. And so I just can't stand sand. And here's the deal. The truth of the matter is, is that I did a lot of studying about sand this week, and I started to look at why Jesus would use something like sand to draw a comparison versus rock. So I did some looking at and an understanding about sand uh, in a different way than I ever had before. The first thing I just want you to know about sand is this, is that sand is weak. Sand does not stay together very well. You know this if you've ever been around sand before. Not only is sand weak, but sand is also coarse. If you put it in your hand, it will just fall right out. And then maybe sometime throughout your life, you may have built a sandcastle before. And you may have seen it last for a little while, but here's one thing I want you to know, is that it will never last. In fact, sand, when you stack it on top of itself, sand will eventually do something. Sand will collapse. So I started to ask myself this question. Okay, if Jesus is using sand as an analogy for how you should not build your house, your life upon, if he's using that analogy, then what are some things in our life that could be classified as sand? What are some things, furthermore, that a lot of people try to build their life upon and they will never last? They are weak, they are coarse, they will collapse. What are some of those things that people build their life upon? that don't last over the course of time. Here's the first one. Money. You ever tried to build your life around this? A lot of people have. A lot of people in South Florida have. And don't get us wrong. Money, you can have a lot of fun with money. You can do a lot of fun things. But you know what? At the end of the day, it will never, ever last. It will never, ever make you happy. It will never, ever get you everything that you want. You are building your life upon something that will never sustain you and will never, ever last. Here's another sand, a modern-day sand that a lot of people build their life upon. Substance. You seen this in South Florida? Because it's everywhere. You can't turn around in South Florida and substance is not everywhere. It is around every turn and every corner. You go out to dinner, you take a walk, you drive your car. It doesn't matter. Substance is everywhere. And so many people, so many people along the course of time have just built their life around this. And you know what? It may make you feel good for a very short period of time. And then you have to deal with the fallout. You have to deal with the after effects of what substance can do, but a lot of people, that's a sand. A lot of people are trying to build their life upon that. Another sand, another example of things that people try to build their life upon, is jobs, right? People go, they're wrapped up in their career. This is everything to me. And then sure enough, the company collapses. They get let go. They get a new one. And all of a sudden, all that time and energy and what they did to get to this point in their job really didn't matter. They built their life upon sand. And then sure enough, the last one that a lot of people spend their time thinking about, specifically here in South Florida's image, man, I'm going to project that I am this person who has this amazing image with the house that I have, with the car that I buy, right? The car that I drive, I'm going to project that I am this thing. And you know what? It never, ever, ever lasts. 
In fact, I just want to call into your attention as well that I also have a new pair of jeans on today, okay? So I, I, it's interesting because my wife also made comment about this. She said, did you get new jeans? I said, yeah. She goes, do they have holes in them? I said, yes, they do. And she goes, are you 25 again? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. But like, see, I'm trying to project an image, right? A different kind. I'm just kidding. I haven't had holy jeans in a long time, but I was feeling, you know, fly in these things today. So the truth is, is that a lot of us, did I just use the word fly up here? That's good. A lot of us, right? Those people who know me in the room are going, man, he's really reaching for it today. All right. A lot of us try to build our lives upon these things, money, job, substance, image. And you know what? It never, ever, ever lasts. So we talked about sand, those things that will eventually go away. It's weak. It's coarse. It will collapse. But what about this? What about solid rock? See, I've never spent as much time as I did this week staring at this picture, a picture of a rock, right? But I started to think about rocks and what they are and what they look like. Here's one thing I want you to know about rocks. Rock is firm. Rock is actually firm. It's bulky. It's big, right? Rock is not just firm. Rock is steady, right? Rock doesn't, doesn't move in, in when a storm comes. Rock doesn't blow away. Rock is big. It's there. And I will tell you this. As I started to look around just as I was driving around this week, and I would see rocks, right, along the side of the road or big boulders, in my mind, I'm like, rock is never blown away by a storm. I can't remember the last time that a hurricane came in and blew a a huge boulder away. It just doesn't happen. So then I started to think to myself, all right, if that's rock and that's what doesn't blow away, that's how we should build our foundation for our life, then what do we build our life upon? What are those practical things that if we want to build our life upon a rock, our house upon a rock, our life upon a rock, what are those things we should be building our life upon? And there's just very simply three of them. First one is this, is God that we need to build our life upon God. And I will just tell you this, is that maybe you're in the room or you're new to church or you haven't engaged in a while. This is something that's so important. We truly believe that Jesus is who we said that he was, the risen Messiah. And should we put our faith in him, he will never leave us or forsake us. He will always be there by our side. So we need to put our faith in God. That is the first component to building your life upon a rock. So God is the first thing. The second thing is this, is people, right? Building your life upon people, people who you care about, people who you're going to invest in, who will invest back in you, building your life upon people, God, people. And then lastly, it's this. You're going to build your life upon the rock. You're going to take advantage of that time that you have. That's what we should be building our life upon. That's what, we, what happens when we build our house upon the rock. Because the truth is, the fact of the matter is, going back to the beginning of this message, many people do what? They think they're invincible. They think they got this. They think troubles never come in my way. I'm never going to fall. Everything's going to work out the way that it's supposed to. And the truth is, is that a lot of us, even though we don't verbalize this, a lot of us, if we were honest with ourselves, probably think this. But then... What happens when trouble comes? What happens when trouble comes? When trouble comes. Not if, when. 
Jesus confirmed this in this parable. Going back to it, it says this. It says, when the rains and floods come, when, 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 not if, when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. If your foundation is built upon sand and not rock. Here's what I want you to know. And I don't want you to leave here depressed, going out of there, going, going out of the door today, going, man, he really hit me with bad stuff that it's coming to my life. No, that's not what we want to do, but we want to be truthful about it. Because the truth is, the fact of the matter is this, and we need to understand this and embrace this. We don't need to dwell here. We just need to be ready. The truth is, the fact of the matter is this. Storms are coming to your life. They're coming. There's no getting around them. Storms are coming to your life. And when they show up, don't you want your life, your foundation, your house to be built on something that is going to remain standing versus something that's going to be blown over or blown away? Because I do. I am a living, walking, breathing example of a life that is not perfect, just like all of you. Your life is not perfect. Storms are coming. It's going to happen. In fact, here's what many people think, especially once they become a Christian or say yes to Jesus for the first time. Many people think that that their life, once they start going to church, say yes to Jesus, is going to be like Candyland, right? I'm now good with God. God's now good with me. Here's what I want you to know. God never promised us a life without storms. Never. But he did promise something else. He did promise a way for us to deal with those storms. He did promise us a Messiah who came to this earth and died to prove that he was who he said that he was. He did promise us a way to deal with those storms when they do come. And that Messiah, should we believe in him, should we keep him in our heart and in our life, will never, ever leave our side. Will never allow us to go through anything on our own. That's what we need to do. God, people, time, when the storms of our life do show up. But here's something that I want you to know. This journey about building your house on a rock, oh boy, it's not an easy one. Think about what rock really is. Think about how hard it is to penetrate rock and to get a foundation going. It's difficult. It's not easy. In fact, it's much easier to build something on sand than it is rock. Oh boy, is it easier to build something on sand than it is rock. Just take a quick shovel Dig a quick hole, and man, I got some foundation right there. Some of you are really good at making money, and it's been really easy to you. Some of you are really, really good at using substance because it's everywhere. Some of you are really good at getting jobs and projecting your image, but here's what I want you to know. Some of that may come easy to you. Some of it may come easy in terms of just digging a hole and building your life on that, but it will never last ever. It won't last, gang. Keep trying. Come back and report into me if it worked out for you, because I guarantee you that even though you may get a quick fix and it may feel good for a while, it will never last. You need a solid foundation rooted in God and people and time. So when the storm comes, you don't crumble. Make sure your foundation is solid. So when the storms come, you won't crumble. I've sat across from too many people, had way too many conversations about when a storm comes to someone's life, they just continue to crumble. And here's just what I want you to know, because we're going to talk about some practical things in just a second. Here's what I want you to know. In the book of Matthew chapter 28, it says this. 
It says, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And here's why I just truly believe at the end of the day, we can believe this with all of our heart because these are the words of Jesus and what he said to us. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus saying to his followers, guys, I will never leave you. I am going to be by your side always, even to the end of the age. I got you. I'll hold you up when the storm comes. I'll be right by your side. So at Downtown Harbor Church, every single week we put a word on the screen. And the word that we put on the screen is this. It's practical. How can we hear a message on Sunday and then put it directly into practice in our lives on Monday? What can we do with what we've heard? It's this idea that we have heard a message. Okay, now what do we do with it? So I talked to you about the things that we needed to build our life upon. If we wanted to have a solid foundation to build our house upon the what? The rock. God. People. Time. So the first one is this. God. How do you go ahead and build your life upon God? What does that look like? How do you have that foundation that's there? So it's a very easy thing, and we may just overthink this from time to time or not think about it enough, but here's what we just want you to know. If you're going to build your life upon the rock and God is the first one, you got to engage with church, right? Engage with church. Now, at Downtown Harbor Church, we are the least pressure, you know, pushing of an organization that I've ever been a part of, but here's what I want you to know. That means for some of you, you got to get here more. Get here every week. Because I can stand up here every single day and hold the Bible in my hand and say, you should read this. Go home and read it every single day. I know for all of you, that's not necessarily reality. I think you should. I think it's a good thing. But how can you then just build your life upon the rock that is God? Engage with church. Show up more. Engage with others around you. Be a part of what we're doing. We want you here. This is an amazing, amazing place. First one's God. The second one's this. People. Right? The second one's people. So I want to just get really personal for a minute. I've said from this stage time and time again that my life isn't perfect, but you guys just need to know that I mean that with all my heart. And there have been times in my life that I've been down and, and things have you know, knocked me for a loop and I have not necessarily even been the person that I wanted to be. Do you want to know what the difference has been in my life? When I've gotten down or storms have come to my life, do you want to know what the difference has been for me? Is that I have absolutely surrounded myself with people who have built me up. I have surrounded myself with people who I could never repay for what they've actually gone through with me. I have said to people, thank you from the bottom of my heart. They have no idea how much it means. And do you know what we need to do when the storms come? We need to surround ourselves with the people who are going to build us up and help us float rather than push us down. Because, oh boy, is it easy to push somebody down. When the storm comes to your life, don't you want someone who's going to be right there by your side to lift you up? Man, I do. I did. And I made it. And you know what is the truth about our lives and my life? Is that I'm probably going to have another storm. Storms are going to come. So if you talk about people, surround yourself with people that build you up. And the last one is this. God, people, time. If you've been around downtown Harbor Church for any length of time, you just know that this is one of those things that I'm just passionate about. The idea 
that time is the only single thing in life that you cannot get more of. You cannot get more of it. It's the only thing that is consistently running out and out and out. So as you talk about God and you talk about people, the one thing that we all need to do related to time is take advantage of the time you have. Take advantage of the time that you have each and every day, each and every hour, each and every moment with those who you love, with God's people surrounding you, lifting you up, making memories with, walking through life with, because you never, don't miss this, you never know when your number's up. You never know when you don't have any more of this left why we want to invest in people that's why we want to invest in that local church that's why we want to do this because we just truly believe that at the end of the day storms are coming they're brewing out there already now we're just waiting for them to come and when we do that we just want to make sure when we prep our life for the storms we want to make sure to build our life on things that will last not things that fade away not the sand Don't build it on sand. Build it on rock. Watch yourself flourish. You want to talk about having the best life that you can? Build it on the solid rock. Make sure your foundation is strong so that when the storm comes, you won't crumble. Build your life on things that last, not things that fade away. Let me pray for us. Father, for who you are, God, we love you and we thank you. We just pray that you would guide us through this as we discover what this means, as we discover what it looks like to actually build our life upon the solid rock, a foundation that will never crumble. Help us to do that, Lord. Allow ourselves to engage with church, to invest in you, to invest in others who are around us, God. Help us to do this. And Jesus will be so quick to give you all the glory. Your instructions are so clear. We love you. Help us to build our life upon things that actually matter. Upon the solid rock, we pray. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.